Hello, this is Father Randy Sly with another installment of Day by Day, where each day we take a look at a reading from Holy Scripture found in the Daily Mass. And today is Monday of the third week in Ordinary Time. And today's also a special day of prayer here in the United States. Today is the day of prayer for the legal protection of unborn children. And this was begun in on January 22nd uh, due to Roe versus Wade in 1973, which legalized abortion. And since that time, over 60 million children were killed in the womb. And more continuing because even though Roe versus Wade was overturned uh, in uh, recent time by the Supreme Court, uh, the battle for uh, legal protection is still on because the pro-abortion forces are working hard on state levels and in other ways to continue the horror of abortion as a, a major factor in the American culture. Our government is working hard uh, to keep it intact and we've got to continue to pray for the protection of the unborn, having a voice for the voiceless, those who cannot speak for themselves. So I'd encourage you today, please take time to pray that there would be ways that would be set in place to protect those unborn children from the horror of abortion. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. The scribes who had come from Jerusalem said of Jesus, He is possessed by Beelzebul, and by the prince of demons he drives out demons. Summoning them, he began to speak to them in parables. How can Satan drive out Satan? If a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. And if a, a house is divided against itself, that house will not be able to stand. And if Satan has risen up against himself and is divided, he cannot stand. That is the end of him. But no one can enter a strong man's house to plunder his property unless he first ties up the strong man. Then he can plunder his house. Amen, I say to you, all sins and all blasphemies that people utter will be forgiven him. Or forgiven them. But whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit will never have forgiveness, but is guilty of an everlasting sin. For they had said, He has an unclean spirit. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Well, obviously this is another one of those uh, conflicts between the scribes, the Pharisees, and Jesus. And here we have uh, Jesus being accused of having been possessed by Satan, by Beelzebul. And so he, by the power of Satan, is, is casting out these demons. Well, the first thing that Jesus said is, uh, in, <laughs> in much more cl uh, clever language, you guys are nuts. You guys are stupid. Why would Satan ever want to cast out his workers? Why would he ever want to cast out those that are on his side, working for his cause, doing his work? That just doesn't even make sense. If uh, a kingdom was divided, 
it's never going to stand. If a house is divided, it's never going to stand. And so that doesn't make any sense. Then he makes a great inference. He says, uh, no one can enter a strong man's house to plunder his property unless he first ties up the strong man. In other words, I've tied up Satan. I've tied him up. I, he has no power over me. I can go into his house and plunder his house at will. And then he goes on to say something very, very serious uh, to the scribes and the Pharisees. And basically he says, whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit uh, will never have forgiveness. In other words, you are attributing the work of Satan to the Holy Spirit. You are saying that this is Satan when it's really God. That is blasphemy. If you want to talk about blasphemy, you have committed it. And it's a severe warning that they basically are accusing him of operating under demonic power when it is the work of God himself that is taking place, the Holy Spirit himself doing this work. And so um, he was, again, helping them to see this. One of the things that comes out of this scripture often is that people get very fearful that they have committed the unpardonable sin, which is blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. And let me just say that if you are concerned about that, you probably haven't, number one. That if that concerns you, no, you really have not done that. Number two, the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit is not uh, taking the names of the Lord in vain. It is not doing things like that. It is really basically relegating uh, to Satan what God is doing. It's putting Satan in the place of God, Satan's power in the place of the Holy Spirit, taking a weaker uh, uh, power and attributing to it the supreme power of the Holy Spirit. So that is the only way that you can do it. And really, blasphemy of the Holy Spirit is only unforgiven because people have not repented of it. If they're aware of what they're doing, and this is what he's really calling them to do, is to repent. Because if you continue to hold on to the ground that this is the work of evil, that, that Satan is the supreme power, then you are going to be unforgiven. But those who repent of any sin, and once they become aware of what they have done, they can, in fact, turn from it. So may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts together be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Well, as always, it's good to be with you. And uh, these early days in Mark's gospel, again, help us to see him putting the footings in his ministry. Uh, he has uh, shown healing. He has shown deliverance. He has shown the, the power of his words and his wisdom. And he has shown his authority. He, he is, in fact, setting himself in a powerful place and in fact, the, the interesting thing, as you may remember from our last time in Mark uh, chapter 3 the other day, uh, even his relatives think he's crazy. But yet in the midst of this, he is setting his ministry in place that truly God is at work bringing redemption to the world.
So may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.